Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my co-host. Welcome back, Zach. What's up? Finally. Finally welcoming me back. What's up? Zach took a hiatus to get his life together, but now he's back and <laughs> ready to contribute again to the podcast. Um, Zach, we are potting on a Tuesday. Uh, it is... 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock Eastern Time. So at this moment, Paul George is still on the Pacers. Uh, the Celtics still have the third pick in the draft. Jimmy Butler is still on the Bulls. Przingis is still on the Knicks. But seemingly, the way the day, the last couple of days have been going, any of that could change any minute. And your heart is still in your chest? My heart is still in my chest. Well, the Przingis, you earlier today I was like just having a full-on panic attack. Um <laughs> But before we get to that, because we just had a breaking trade, Zach, which I'm pretty sure you're not familiar with. Uh-oh. It literally happened five minutes ago. Way to jump into the pod. What is it? The Lakers are trading D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mavgaz to the Nets for Brooke Lopez and the 27th pick in the upcoming NBA draft. The Wizards pick. <laughs> No, that's not it, no. Is that the Wizards pick twenty seventh? Uh, I think so. We I think, traded our first rounder for Bogdanovich. I think it's higher. We'll look that up because we're going to do our NBA preview after we go through all these rumors or the draft. We're going to talk about the draft after we talk about all these rumors. Um, what do you think about D'Angelo Russell and Mozgov going to the Nets? Wow. First of all, I can't believe that. I know it's hard to get. That's BS, dude. I can't believe they're giving up on Russell like this. I know he's immature. I know he doesn't play deep, well, but he's still got elite ceiling for an offensive player. Yeah, I'm. I agree with that. I'm still in on Russell, although I highly question both his work ethic and his maturity. Although he's only like 21. Uh, the reason they're doing this, Zach, just to break it down, Brooke Lopez is in the last year of his $22 million contract. Mozgov obviously just signed that ridiculous deal a year ago. So they're doing this trade to dump Mozgov's contract for the 2018 free agency. They can now offer up to $60 million. And they're basically, it's a move to LeBron go out. LeBron and Paul George. Yeah, it's a move for LeBron. That's what everyone's saying. So... They had to get rid of Russell. They didn't have to, but they had to get rid of Russell to get rid of one of those. Con- Everyone said they have to move Mozgov they, or Dang's deal. And this was a move to do that. And both those moves, Mozgov and the Russell pick, were before this regime. And so they weren't too attached to them. And they don't see Russell as a part of their long-term solution. This obviously I also means... believe the price of getting rid of bad contracts in today's NBA. Well, it also I think the Lakers were shocked at the the lack of a market for D'Angelo because they were looking for a top twelve pick because they wanted to dump D'Angelo for a twelfth pick because or a top twelve pick in this year's draft. 
because they with want the salary. Yeah, yeah, because they, they want Luke Kennard or Zach Collins, but they couldn't even get that. So then they're like, "All right, well, we're not going to get a top twelve pick. Let's yeah, try and dump so, salary." So young, I don't get it. No, I well, first of all, I love this deal for Brooklyn. Good for Brooklyn. Oh my god, that's their first Great real win in like year. They get a potential franchise piece. I mean, I I'm still in on Russell. What's crazy is they're building their they're really rebuilding their team through taking on bad contracts and then just taking what they get with the back the sweetener. I mean, Clint Levert last year, great solid rookie. I think he'll be a great NBA rotation player for years to come. They got that pick through a salary dump, but now D'Angelo Russell. I mean, kudos to them. Yeah, I mean, they're basically doing what the Sixers did a couple of years ago, where they're just taking on bad salaries if you give us assets and picks. Which is but exactly the price is higher now than when the Sixers were doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, who did you guys give up in the Brogdanovich trade? That was the same thing. It's like, give us... We gave up a first in Andrew Nicholson. Yeah, it's like, give us your awful Andrew Nicholson contract, yeah, but you got to give us a first. was on an expiring deal and would have gone for a second-round pick otherwise. It was, it was the Andrew Nicholson that cost us a first-round pick. Which is crazy. And, the, I mean, the Lakers literally made these signings a and year ago. And when you think about how much more Mozgov is making than Andrew Nicholson, it makes sense that it cost them D'Lo. It's just... Good for the Nets, man. That's crazy. Would you have done the eighth pick for D'Lo? I would. I think I would have passed. No Moskov, just straight up. Straight up. I think I would have passed, even though I probably regret it. Because even though we know Dan, actually no, I might have. I, I knew you were going to ask me this, and like when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, I don't know the answer. I might do it. I mean, is that an answer? I think I would do it. I would definitely do it. He's I a proven commodity. So he like is. So I, my buddy in San Diego is tight with Luke Walton. He grew up with Luke Walton. And he, like he, he, Luke Walton, when he was in high school, coached his like middle school team. He's like, Luke Walton is to what like my older brother and all so those guys. So what's the like. inside story? He said, told me that the Lakers, basically what Walton's struggling with is that kids today like the kids in the league they're just not they don't care as much it's like you they come in for practice you can't get them to work hard and like work on their game it's like oh, i got millions of dollars i'm gonna go hang out with this instagram model or whatever well and, yeah well and also had kobe cracking the whip yeah that will that and the lakers don't have any of that so and i went as soon as he told me that i'm like that's definitely d'angelo like like d'angelo i follow him on an, uh instagram and he just seems like he's insane so that being I said, I see Ingram being like that. Actually, I hear Ingram. Ingram's, take that Ingram's so Ingram's young. A hard worker. Ingram's heard, so I young. I hear he's a hard worker. Russell but... Russell is only twenty one and averaged like fifteen, like six and four last year, and like a, on a bad team in a crazy situation. He's gonna go to Brooklyn, and he's gonna be like their most cherished piece. He's gonna be like the star of the franchise. Yeah, so, they had a crazy guard rotation last year with the Lakers too. With this is such a win for Brooklyn. Did, he was a, the sec, no the third pick in the draft. No, the second pick in the draft two years ago. Right before Porzingis. It went Towns, Russell, Porzingis. No, Jaleel. Jaleel, Jaleel went three. Jaleel, then, then uh, KP. He was the second pick two years ago, and the Lakers just get him. Or the, the Nets just get him. 
for taking on Mozgov's bad deal for the next three years, which is a bad deal, but they're not going to sign anyone in three years anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's, it's funny like, what, like, the small glimmer of thinking you could have a chance on LeBron will even do to a team. And I have to tell you, I've been on... Although I believe it's real. What's been real? I missed what you said. The LeBron threat of moving west. Yeah, I think it's real, too. I, there's been a bunch of stuff on that today, too, that... First of all, the Cavs are all in to get George. They're all in to get Butler. And there's a lot on both those guys. But I, what also came out today, Zach, is that Kyrie said if LeBron doesn't resign, he's going to demand to get traded, supposedly. This is all on Twitter. I mean, who knows how true oh any of this is. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so, it's, there's so much going on right now. At, at work today, I'm basically listening to presentations all day. So I had Twitter on in the background. So in between every, like, 10-minute presentation, I'm, like, uploading my Twitter feed. Which Teacher of the year. Also, with... That's what's so crazy about the Brooklyn. Everyone knew the Lakers have been super active, but the Brooklyn's name hasn't been brought up once. Like, props to Brooklyn for, like, having a tight lid. The Knicks... And swooping in there. Yeah, I agree. Like, like, nobody saw this coming. Well, and people saw the D'Angelo move maybe coming, but nobody saw... Uh, Brooklyn being a landing spot, so good for the Nets. Honestly, I like this move for everyone. Even though I think the Lakers are just crazy to give up on Russell, that I get it. Well, um, they're going with Lonzo Ball now. All the Josh Jackson to number number, maybe Josh Jackson at two. That could all go away now. So yeah, I, you're handing Ball the keys to the car. Um, I get, I get it. it. I love it for the Nets. I don't like it as much for it. Just they like immediately have a franchise player. Yeah, well, for the Nets, the Lakers is just—it's probably the right move, but we have to wait a year to see. Like, and I—I I believe they the LeBron hype. Be able to re-sign all these young kids eventually. I mean, the contracts it just. Well, there, I thought, actually, I thought Randall would end up getting moved because he's due—you know—he's due for an extension after this year. But well, this just came out too. Literally, I just—I'm like constant. Even as you're talking, Zach, I'm updating my Twitter feed because there's so much stuff going down every freaking minute. The Lakers are offering Jordan Clarkson or Julius Randle and the 27th pick and the 28th pick for Paul George, which I can't imagine the Pacers will accept. But initially, it was both of them. No, but I think we're going to be surprised how little they get for Paul George. I think it's going to be kind of like the Cousins. How about this? I wouldn't be surprised if they get less for George than the Kings got for Cousins, which kind of says a lot if you think about how reaction was around. I get, I'm willing to guarantee trade. they won't get as much. The 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 Kings got a lottery player. I mean, a rookie who was like the, I don't what, I forget what pick. A lottery pick and a lottery player. Yeah. Like, Heald was a rookie. What was he, what was he picked last year? Uh, uh, sixth or fifth? I'll pull it up right now. And then, and then they also got what I think was the 10th pick this year. What ended up being the tenth pick? Healed won six, so they basically got the sixth pick from the year before and the tenth pick this year. The Pacers are not getting that unless it was the Lakers giving up Russell and like this year's pick, which the Lakers aren't offering. So because of that, I, I totally agree with you. Because th- the Paul George thing, they're telling everyone that he's going to LA. Like his agent is put out there. He's like he's going to sign with the Lakers. Anyone who trades for him, it's a rental. But still, here's the thing: If you're George, why do what Melo did when he came to New York? When he like 
demanded that trade and everything. And then he got to New York and all their assets weren't there. Like, what if he, when he went to New York, they still had Gallo and Chandler and, you know, whatever. Not Maybe not that, they're small forwards, but some other pieces to work around that they gave up. Well, the the reason is, and I'm not defending it. Like the like that trade they gave up so much, it really hindered their ability to ever build around Melo. Yeah, but what I mean, listen, it, Randall, they're not going to resign anyway. It makes sense. No, but I listen to like, me. With the Melo thing, the reason the Knicks got escalated was because Brooklyn got involved, and that's what I think that the Clippers need to true. do. The Clippers need to get involved and raise the stake with the Lakers because. Yeah, he wants to play for the Lakers, but if the Clippers come calling and they could land him, I don't know how they, they make that happen. They can't offer anyone. No one's under contract. Reddick's a free agent. No one's going to do a sign and You know, they're not doing sign and trades. Why can't so they do a sign and trade? offering DeAndre, which would just be stupid. Can they sign and trade Blake? I mean, I would do that if I was. If I'm a Clippers fan, I would do that. Blake would never do that. Why would Blake ever yeah, do that? To the Pacers, He's go to yeah. Miami or Boston or Houston or wherever. Uh, the Clippers are interested. Your Wizards are interested, and the Rockets are interested. All, and, and obviously the Cavs. The Cavs would be perfect as an NBA fit, like a love. Although everyone's saying the Pacers don't want love, which is crazy. But the Cavs are hard pressed. They're trying to get him, and they're trying to get Butler. Before we get to Butler. Do you want the Wizards to trade for George? Even though, like, did Mark Stein even tweeted today that the the Wizards want him? They don't have enough assets as the other teams, but they believe they can make it work and maybe convince him to stay. Of course, I want them to do it. Yeah, go all in. Mortgage the future. Go all in. What if it costs Otto? Would you do Otto a first round pick and a throw in? Maybe what not Ubre. Not Ubre. If it costs Otto, please let it cost Otto. I don't want to. Pay Otto Porter twenty-two million a year. I mean, I get that we have to. I'm I'm on board with the thinking. Even with George saying he's going doesn't to include Paul George as an option. Like when Paul George is an option, yes, go all in. I firmly believe that that team could challenge the Cavs for for Eastern supremacy. Yeah, for next year until George leaves and goes to the goes to L.A. I mean, like, it's... I, I would have you trouble with them giving up. playoffs also made me remember? What? How incredible Paul George is. He clearly didn't give a crap this regular season. I'm sorry, but he just didn't. Because I watched every game in that first series, and yeah, they got swept. I mean... Well, that what was it? Was it game one or game two? It was pretty close. Where he didn't take the shot. I think it was game one. Whatever. Who did he give it to? Like CJ Miles? Yeah, CJ Miles, and he missed. I'm not, but whatever. Who cared? My, I like. He's freaking awesome. He is a superstar. He is a superstar in the market. If he went to Cleveland over Love, like if they swapped him for Love, that's immediately a better fit. A guy who could guard four positions is more athletic. I mean, he can't shoot the ball quite as well, but he's still like, that would be a great fit. It all comes down to what does it do for them against the Warriors. And basically, you have Kyrie against Seth, Clay against J.R. Smith, whatever. I mean, yeah, he guards Durant or LeBron, but I mean, he matches up. It, dude, Draymond, the bottom whatever. line he's is another. The bottom line is it's a huge upgrade over Love. 
And love is good. I wouldn't say huge. I, I think love is a beast. He's been marginalized in Cleveland. And all right, fine. Maybe he's a better fit. Yes, that's a better LeBron. That's that's well put. That's what I meant because I agree with you. I like love a lot, but he's marginalized. So George makes a better fit. What about Butler? Because the Cavs are hot for Butler too, and they're like going all into to try and get him. Butler is a great fit. You know where I would love Butler is Minnesota. Well, there's reports out of Chicago saying that the Bulls have moved on to full trade Jimmy Butler mode and, quote, he's gone to either the Cavs or Boston. But I and, and Really? I haven't heard Minnesota. Even Here's though I know Minnesota, what Minnesota has to decide because Butler's still young. He's 27, I think. So he fits their time frame for Carl Anthony and Wiggins and everything. Um, what I like about what Minnesota has to decide is, is Don the point guard? Well, we know, I think, I mean, come on, they're going to move on for Rubio. But is, is Chris Don the guy? Because if not, you have to wait up until the draft and see whether Fox, I can't see Fox. Fox won't go, but Atlanta, Smith but might be there. see whether one of the point guards fall. Smith might be there. If he doesn't, go, if Smith doesn't go to Orlando, Smith will be there at seven. Oh, unless Boston does something crazy and takes him at three. He is the most intriguing prospect. Dunn, they just took Dunn. It seems awfully early to already move on from Dunn. Butler is twenty-seven, and and he didn't has, play much. He's old. I don't Butler know has two more years left on his deal too. That's why he. But what do you think the asking? I know, and that, and and he hasn't said that he's definitely going to L.A. So well, for CBS that alone, his price is higher. CBS is reporting. I, this is there's just so much news out there, and right it's so incredible. This is easily my favorite time of the year for the NBA. The Celtics have turned down Jimmy Butler for the third pick, just straight up. Good, I would do that. The Celtics turned it down, though. You wouldn't yeah. do that. I wouldn't have done that if I'm Boston, I think. I would have done that. I definitely would have done that. They still have Brooklyn's pick next year. Over multiple picks and multiple players. In two years, you're going to have a maxed out roster of Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler. I guess Al Horford's expiring. But if I'm Boston, I'm thinking further into the future. You're not beating Golden State. Like, you're just not. So why do that deal? Why do that when you can get a star now and have them for much cheaper for years to come? It just makes zero sense, bro. I don't know. The way Isaiah Thomas is playing, if they flip him and they got Butler, and then they've got the rest of their guards and everyone else, and then they've got Horford, and what they do is then they make a trade. They try to trade for someone else, or they get clear cap space by dumping everyone else and trying to get Gordon Hayward. I like the path they're doing now, honestly, of just assets, 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 and pull it's time to make well, the move. I want to talk about the trade for Philly. Is there anything else you want to say about? We didn't. I feel like we didn't even talk enough about George or Butler. Is there uh, anything else you want to say about them? Oh, I've a. Uh, uh, in the interest of time, let's. You know on. what my brother wants? This will be my last thing I say about George. He's probably going to the Lakers. Uh, soon, by the way, probably by any the time anyone listens to this podcast, George will probably already be on the Lakers. And Butler, my brother really wants the Wizards to be the third team in this three-team deal 
with the cat if any of them goes to the Cavs because the people are saying that if we get Kevin Love, yeah, that he really wants him to get Kevin Love, and that makes and Love for two years. That would I would do that. I would give up Otto for Love. I think that would love be, Beal and Wall. Yeah, that Here's would be really thing. fun. Are we beating the Cavs? Not no. next year if they get if in return they get Paul George or Jimmy Butler. No, not next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe in two years though. When when LeBron goes to the Lakers and George goes to the Lakers and the Cavs are decimated. I can't wait for the Lakers Warriors Western Conference Finals in two years. Uh, we'll see in a couple. I mean, there's still a lot that has yeah, to happen in LA. Yeah, we can go back on old pods of me claiming that the Lakers will be a Western Conference Finals team within three years. And you're like, dog, you're crazy. Um, I don't think you said that in that regard. You've also said a lot of things, if we really want to delve into the past, um, that you prom- make me promise I'm not going to bring up. Can we talk about the Przingis drama today? Since you seemingly missed all this. Yes. So this morning, basically right when I got to work this morning, Twitter went ablaze with rumors that Phil Jackson and the Knicks were listening to offers for Chris Stapps, which just set everybody, everything in motion and people freaking I was freaking out at work. Basically, the first hour of work, I was just having a panic attack. And talking about... You know, his brother, Przingis' brother, had to go out and make a comment. You know, our boy Isola was, like, all over it, talking about Phil Jackson being a mess. Reports are coming out that the Knicks brass are in survival mode, willing to make any trade or look Przingis look, like, uncoachable or all that stuff just to, like, kind of save their own ass. It came out that the Knicks haven't spoken with Przingis since he blew off their exit meeting at this point months ago. Uh... What else happened? His brother said Giannis, who's like his agent, confidant, everything. Giannis Perzingis. He said, despite how the Knicks treat their players, Kristaps still wants to be in New York City. It's basically just... it was, And then like that went on for hours. And then it kind of came out that team, the, the Knicks asking prices were like ridiculous. And teams were like, all right, this isn't really for real. And then it kind of subsided. And all, people were also, like, demanding that Phil get fired on the spot. Like, Knicks fans on Twitter and everywhere else were just saying, can we, like, demanding that Phil just get fired for even shopping Przingis. Me being one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, is there anything to say there? I mean, that's great. They said they offered, apparently, Przingis to the Suns for Devin Booker in the fourth overall pick. Would you do that? Booker's kind of tight. And the fourth pick. I would do that. I would definitely do that for New York. And the fourth pick? Devin Booker's like, can't even drink yet. He's like 20 years old and dropped 70. That's fair. I wouldn't do it because Perzingis is also super young and we drafted him and he wants to be in New York. And basically, we haven't had that in my lifetime since Patrick Ewing. When and I was like, I'd almost a kid. worry about Booker in New York. I follow him on Instagram. He's questionable, and he plays no defense. I mean, I he Booker's, definitely thinks he's really tight. Booker is like tight. Don't get me wrong, but he plays no defense. At least Przingis is a little bit. Of, he's a good help defender. Przingis is like 
somewhat Yo, of a two-way God, player. God put Porzingis on this earth to be a stretch five in the yeah. modern NBA. I, um, I would not do it. Let me give you... Simmons, t- Bill Simmons was even like, before Boston traded the first pick, he was like, I would trade number one overall for Porzingis. I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade Porzingis for any player in this draft. And Chad Ford said that. Chad Ford said today that there isn't a player in the draft worth trading for Brzingis. So even if yeah, Philly nah, comes I like, I give me the, we'll give you the number one pick, I wouldn't do it. Philly, yeah, no, he's a certified unicorn, dude. Char- listen to this stat. Charlie Ward was the last Knicks draft pick to sign a second deal with the team for longer than one year. He was drafted <laughs> oh 23 God. years ago. Think about that. Charlie Ward was the last Knicks draft pick to sign a second deal with the team. That is... Impossible. How does that even happen? What about David Lee? He wasn't there that long? No. He never signed his big second deal. I thought that came and then they shipped him to Golden State. Golden State got happened first. No, I think he signed the $80 million deal with Golden State. Like he was with the Knicks for five years. And yeah, then he yeah. signed it and then he went away. Um, wow. Phil, my last saying before we move on from the Knicks. Phil, in my, in my opinion now, has surpassed Isaiah for seemingly going out of his way to agitate every player on the team, including Melo. Like, he hasn't for, like, Phil, it's not that he's traded to take on, like, over he's the hill. He's almost like a coward. Phil's coward, dude. He hasn't given away like, assets. Like, hiding away at his little ranch in Montana. Show your fit, like, you know? Zach, he hasn't given away assets for over the hill players and that are in taking on massive amounts of contracts but he's just alienated every player on the team everyone hates him he's seemingly antagonizing our franchise player in Przingis and in Mello our current and future he's antagonizing the whole entire city and no the one wants that desperate emotionally charged fan base nobody wants to play in New York anymore and I think that could nobody. change nobody insane. They couldn't even get a meeting with Durant. And I'm not saying like Durant's Bill an idiot Jackson, for that. I mean, that's bad. To... New York yeah, is close, a major market. I was talking about this. Yeah. That it's, fast. Um, it's crazy. That's, that's Phil crazy. has completely just deteriorated everything. He's like 80 and 166 in three years and thinks he's earned this right as the president of the Knicks to just like, oh, well, I'll just trade Przingis and start over. It's like, you don't get to start over. He's the only good thing you've done, and now you're trying to, like, screw that up. I just hope that this leads to him getting – I'm, like, ready for him to get fired immediately. I used to think my, a month ago – I think Dolan – dude, Dolan's a man of his word. <laughs> I agree. I, I said a month ago that it's like, oh, they picked up his option. The good side is they're going to suck for two years, and they'll keep getting high draft picks. But now I don't trust him to not trade Perzingis. Like – and now I'm just scared he's going to do something insane. No, nah, they'll burn MSG down. They'll fucking riot. Listen, um, can we talk about happier things? Yeah, let's talk about before the the Boston trade because I want it. That will segue into the draft, our draft coverage. Our last thing I want to talk about. If you have any thoughts on this, the Cavs parting ways with their GM David Griffin, seemingly in the middle of him trying to make multiple blockbuster trades. Dude, I don't get it, man. Everything I've heard on this guy is outstanding, too. Like, I've just heard nothing but praise from NBA circles about this GM. And then to do it now 
It's just insane. And what's crazy is he was operating like most GMs would just be operating under the do it now, you know, win now mentality, like screw the future, all that. Well, that's what they've been doing. He was he was operating under these premises where he was trying to make sure that they had like plans in place should LeBron bolt and not mortgage the future so they're not burned the first time. He walked in there. He's one of hired blot. He walked in there under. I think the quote was, "I walked into a house on fire when he first came there," because he walked into a franchise that basically is like the Nets now. Um. LeBron LeBron advocated to get him an extension in the spring. And then Gilbert fired him without even talking to LeBron. That makes Gilbert even worse. Like Gilbert he's is He's on level. He's on level right now with Snyder and James Dolan. LeBron tweeted out if no one appreciated you Griff, I did. And hopefully oh, all the people of Cleveland. Like that's like very carefully chosen words. And I agree with Gilbert's an idiot. The writing is all over the wall. We just we opened with D'Angelo getting traded to the Nets. The writing is all over the wall for LeBron to just bounce in a year. He has one year yeah, until I, mean, I think but, he could opt out. And honestly, people won't blame him the way they did the first time because Gilbert's clearly a lunatic. They're probably going to land either George. Uh, also, or, you won yeah. a championship. They brought Cleveland a championship. No, he could leave. That like could never win one. He'll get a ton of hate for leaving, but at least he won one. If he had lost, no, I agree. If he had lost, then he'll have to be bad. Get that much hate? I don't even think he'd get that much hate for leaving. It just depends. What I mean, it'll be interesting if they get George. I think they'll get George or Butler, and if they get whichever one they get, I'll be curious to see what happens. But especially if they get George, and then George is a the free great agent. Question: yeah. Is there any way, any way conceivable, they could get one of those guys without giving up Kevin Love? I don't think so because I don't know what team they. I mean, with the trades already, they basically. I mean, financially speaking, financially speaking, forget what they get. Because, dude, Indiana might not get Jack for Paul George. Let's be honest. Yeah, but they could. Yeah, the Cavs could dump enough salary. The problem is they have to find takers, and if you're the Pacers, you're going to take Randall and a couple draft picks over. J.R. Smith in his like $70 million contract or Channing Frye in his $8 million contract and all these bloated contracts that the Cavs have or Tristan Thompson in his $20 million contract. Like, they're not going to want those guys. They'll be like, all right, well, we'll take the young guy in the draft picks because we're blowing it up. We're not taking... Yeah, they'll probably get Paul George, and if they lose to the Warriors, LeBron will go with George to the Lakers. All the Cavs players are overpaid because, like, they had to, like, we got to bring them all back because it's still Cleveland. And even I with mean, LeBron it's there. it's not as much as, like, they're overpaid because they would have gotten that much elsewhere as much as they're not on... No one's on a good deal. They don't have one good contract on the roster. Yeah, all of them. Shumpert, all of them. I mean, like, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, they'd all be making that much in the NBA. Dude, so I can't argue there. Listen but... listen to this. Tristan Thompson makes $15 million a year. J.R. makes $13 million a year and going Dude, up. Dude, Yambahimi makes $15 million a year. Yeah, it still doesn't make I mean, it good. I mean, that's nobody, not overpaid. Nobody wants, that, nobody wants those contracts, though. If you're the Pacers, you're not trading for one of those. And so they need... I agree. I agree. It's not like a good contract, but that's a reasonable. Tristan Thompson for 15. Yeah. 
If I'm the Pacers, you're not doing it, though. So I don't know how they get him without giving up love. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I'm wrong all the time on this podcast. So. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to bring up that because I thought it was really interesting. So the draft got a – this weekend, I almost got in a huge fight with my wife because on our way to dinner, the, the, the Boston-Philly trade broke, and I was like – for our 20-minute Uber ride to the restaurant, I was so glued to my phone that she even made a comment about it, and I just, like, nodded and kept ignoring her and on my phone on Twitter, and she started talking to, to our Uber driver instead about how rude I was being. I couldn't, like, I couldn't, I was like, I don't know. So, do you like this trade? Boston trades the first overall pick to Philly for the third pick this year. They get the Lakers pick next year if it's in the two to five range. If it's above that or below that, it goes back protection. to Philly. That's, that's a like weird protection. Playing craps. That's the weirdest protection I've ever heard. And then, not craps. I think you're thinking roulette. And then, yeah. or if that's not in that range, if like the Lakers are good next year because they get Paul George, then they'll get the Kings pick in 2019 unprotected, which could be interesting because the Kings are not very good right now. I... They, I mean, a lot of people are saying they did this trade. I love that trade for both teams. Well, I don't I hate it for Philly. I've already spoken about the Boston side. I've already talked to the Boston side. Um, well, yeah, no, no. It could turn out to be excellent. You Well, who do you want to, like, is it Jackson? Because I think they might take Tatum. Yeah. Oh, I totally think they might take Tatum. It wouldn't shock me if they traded down again. They should. Or they're going to use the pick to get Butler or something like that. I don't know. Like, it, it might not be done. It's a trade you can't really they analyze. Just no to Butler for that pick. Here's my thing. Okay, you go. Um, I think I think Tatum might be better than Jackson, first of all. We'll see. He'll be better um, next year. He's a year younger. He's long as hell, dude. I was Draft Express has this thing where they put out, like, the standing reach of each guy in the draft. Yeah. And he's, like, up there, dude. Um, Jackson is way down there. Okay. I also think, Jack, mo- more, most importantly, I think Jackson is super redundant on that team. Boston needs scores. That's why Isaiah Thomas is what he is for them, especially if they end up flipping Isaiah or losing him, whatever, or him just declining because he's going to be a 5'7 point guard in his 30s. They need guys who can put the ball in the bucket. That's consistently been the problem with them i mean they got al horford but he'll never average 20 points a game he is what he is great yeah that's why i think tatum makes sense i agree with you tatum makes so much sense faults would have made a lot of sense too though that's what's crazy yeah i thought faults was going to be great with thomas like i thought i really like that draft express has tatum going to the celtics i I think you, I agree with you. I think they need guys to put the ball in the rim. I think Tatum might be a better fit. Dude, I think Jackson is so redundant because he's Jalen Brown. They have in Smart, look at what they have in. He's a, um, he's J- Brown. He's a Jaylen better Jalen Brown. Brown. Josh Jackson, though, I think his ceiling though could be like Kawhi Leonard. I think that's the difference. Uh, Tatum or is going to be Tatum's a really good scorer. Is like Jabari Parker or something. Yeah, he's going to be a really good scorer. Uh, Danny Granger or something like that. That's what Simmons always says. But He does remind me a lot of Danny Granger. I see that. Yeah, but, gonna, he'll make an immediate impact. He could win Rookie of the Year next year, honestly. But 
I don't know if he'll ever play defense. Kawhi. I would not say Kawhi. No, but not like, Tatum. Butler or something? Yeah. Jo- I, know, I know. Josh Jackson, Jackson. If his offense, Josh Jackson's going to be a elite, high energy wing defender who's athletic as hell. And then if he I ever think, if the he Celtics, if they do take Jackson, will have. And I would be shocked if they took Jackson. They will have the craziest like bulldog defense. I, I'm terrified. Um. I think Jackson, though his ceiling, it could be awesome if he get if his offense comes around. Everyone says he's a beast. He also, he's also much older than every other prospect in the draft, and you have to take that in consideration. He's he's a year older than Tatum. That's he's, a big difference, dude. He's twenty. It's not that big of a difference. It shouldn't it shouldn't Huge. make or break it. The one thing reports came out today: Jackson hasn't even worked out for the Celtics yet. And apparently refu- refused to work out for the Celtics unless they promised him that A, they wouldn't trade the pick, and B, they would take him at three if he was there, which he definitely will be there now. Because the first two picks, Fultz and Ball are locked up now that Russell trade happened. I agree. Um, that's wild. Apparently it's his agent. People freaked out about it, but they're like, right, it's so an agent doing on. agent. So let's go four. Well, well let's talk Philly. We haven't even talked about Philly getting Fultz. Embiid, Ben Simmons, Saric, Fultz, and Covington, and they have $60 million in cap space this year, and they still have either the Lakers or Kings picks, plus all their own picks. They still have other future picks. Like, they're sitting pretty. Are they, Where does Philly rank for you in the young asset team of teams in the league? I mean, right there, I think, they catapulted ahead of Milwaukee. Oh, I don't know. Milwaukee is. No. I Until would... they produce, I take that back. Until they produce anything remotely close to what Jonas, like Jonas could be an MVP in two years. Simmons, um, and, Simmons and Fultz haven't played a game yet, and Bede has only played 32 games in a season. I mean, listen, the ceiling's great. I think Embiid has to be taken like icing on the cake. You know, he's, if he pans out, great. He can't depend on it. As a pure social, he's the social media darling of professional sports. It will be. Did you see? Did you see Milwaukee had a quote <laughs> yesterday? Uh, they tweeted their as the GM was at a presser, and he's like, "Philadelphia talks about the process. We talk about results." And Embiid like replied. He like tweeted back at them saying, "Yeah, making fun of them." Great. That was not a great story, Zach. But it was poor delivery. Poor delivery. The tweet itself. Go look it up, listeners. It was incredible. Embiid. Yeah, I just can't take Embiid seriously. On his Twitter bio, it says processing. Yeah. No, I saw. He's he's hilarious. But I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with all that money, because they have sixty million to spend, and I'm really curious what they're going to do. I think. Yeah. That, I think that will be interesting. Um. All right. Let's do our draft preview. We've already done the first three picks. We both kind of like Tatum at three. So Phoenix is sitting there at four. Do you want him to take Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox? Fox. They have to move Vaughn. I mean, they have to move Bledsoe, probably Euless, whatever. But I just love, love, love the combination of Fox and Booker for the next decade. Fox gives them, like, defense. That Booker, like, they say Fox can't shoot. Booker's the greatest shooter 
Um, you know, they say Booker can't play D. Fox is tailor-made to be like a super athletic, awesome defender who can switch and everything. They also have the Kentucky connection. And I agree with you. Bledsoe's 27, and everyone else on that team is like 21. They need to move Bledsoe. What did you think? I said on the last podcast they should move Bledsoe to the Pelicans. To re- I don't know for what, but the Pelicans should go out and try and trade for him because then they reunite him with Boogie, and then it'd be Bledsoe, Boogie, and Davis. Does oh, that- I actually love that. Does that do anything um, for you? Yeah, I thought that was tight. I-, I think they should take Fox. I don't out. know what they'd give. I don't know what they could give you. I don't even have their team in front of me, but I thought it'd be fun. They need a point guard, um, and Drew Holiday is going to be a free agent, you so maybe he wants. Do you think the Celtics are trying to trade for Davis? No. Uh, Davis isn't on the market, so I'm not... I agree. Yeah, let's move on from that. Um, but I don't think they'd touch Boogie. Fox at four, because they need to move him. Although Josh Jackson in there would be tough for the, for the Suns to turn down. If they go Fox at four, then Josh Jackson has to go five, right? Josh Jackson thought falling. He was going to be the second pick. Now he's falling to the fifth pick. That's crazy. King's luck out there. Do they? I think Fox is the perfect fit for Sacramento. If I if I had no. a choice and I was Vlade, I think I'd go Fox. Well, the King, yeah, if he's there. Well, I'm saying if Fox goes to the Suns. The Kings are rumored to trade the want to trade the fifth and the tenth pick just to get the three. When Boston had, or when Philly had the pick, so they could take Fox. The Kings are all in on Fox. So if he falls to them, like Fox, you could just I cross Fox. Fox off. I love Fox. I like Fox a lot too. I don't know if I like him more than Josh Jackson. Neither of them could shoot. I think there's a great, I mean, there's a great chance he turns out better than Fultz and Ball. I think this draft is so, it's weird. This draft isn't front loaded. Like, you know, there was a year that, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch were all top picks. It's not front-loaded like that and Mello. It's nine. Um, it's nine to ten picks deep, and then there's a but, really and then there's a really good second tier of like NBA starters and rotation guys going all the way to the twenties. Yeah, 20s. I disagree. I think the tier that like first tier is five deep. I get that it's like no. ten deep. No, I disagree because I think I think it falls off after Fox. Jackson, you think Isaac yes. is in the same team? I think and now, granted, I've watched Jonathan Isaac play and he really didn't do anything for me, but I've been totally brainwashed by the media just shoving down my throat that he's going to be tight. He's 6'11, yeah. he's enormous wingspan, he could shoot, he could handle the ball, he's going to be a rim protector, he's going to be like a mini Przingis, but twice as athletic and like more fluid. He's going to be like a, a, he could be like a Durant light. Small forward, power forward. Do you forward. want the Knicks to take him at eight? If he's there, I'd want him to take him. Yeah, I would. I take him over Monk. I take him over Smith. I take him over uh, Nilakina. I think he's tight. Dennis Smith could be a star. I That's... would take Monk. I would take Monk over him. Who are all right, so let's, let's, let's keep let's this. keep going down. Let's let's keep our joint mock draft going. All so, right, we're at six. At four, who who do we have going? We to have the Fox. Suns? It's kind of crazy. We have Fox going to the Suns because we both like Fox. So the Kings get Jackson. The Kings have to take Jackson. There's no way they let Jackson go by him at five, especially when they still have the tenth pick and they could get at a guard that they want. So all now right. we're at six. I think this is where Dennis Smith goes. 
Because Orlando? Yeah, because I've been all first of all, I'm all in on Reddit now. I know we've talked about this before. Reddit is where like NBA losers go to hang out and it's great. Because I could go on the Knicks Reddit page and there's just ridiculous Knicks stuff all the time. And basically when Dennis Smith had his workout for the Knicks planned, he didn't even work out for the Knicks. And, like, almost left it early because Orlando's new GM called him and, like, wanted to meet with him face-to-face. And every Knicks fan took that as they basically guaranteed him that that's where he's going to get picked. But Orlando needs a splashy pick. I don't think they need a project in Isaac. I don't think, you know, maybe Monk. I don't know. But I think... I think you're thinking about this completely the wrong way. John Hammond. Is, is their new GM. Oh, he's the Milwaukee the guy. The draft picks are Jonas and Son mm. Maker, dude. Good good, good point by you. Very good point. It's going to be Isaac or Smith. I'll say Smith. You like Isaac? I like Isaac, but um, I'm trying to think who else Orlando even has on the roster. Aaron Gordon. I mean, I guess Smith just makes more sense there. Alfred Payton is an NBA starter. Um, God, Hannigan set back Orlando so much in the past 12 months. It is really sad. Oh, it was awful. Awful. As someone who's a fan of the Wizards and sharing a division with Orlando, well, I love it. But that's it why I like sad. Smith for them, because Smith is going to be an instant fan favorite. I don't know if he play any defense. I think he has a pretty high ceiling and a pretty low floor. But at a minimum, I don't think Hammond cares about that. He didn't pick like Thon Maker to be a fan favorite or Jonas. True. So, all right, I'll I will agree with you with Isaac, but have our listeners beware. I think this is where the first team that might take Smith, unless Boston does something crazy at three. Boston could technically do anything, so I don't know. Isaac at six for the for the length and size comparison. Now we're at Minnesota at four. Everyone thinks they're taking Isaac or Markinen. I think Markinen's going to slip a little. I agree. Too high for Markinen. He's Ryan Anderson. You wouldn't pick Ryan Anderson with the eighth. Unless you have Anthony Towns and you need a stretch four, which is exactly what they need. But you can get that later on. You don't spend a high lottery pick on that. I would so much rather go Frank the Tank or Dennis Smith or one of those guys and just hope that they blossom it, you know, rather than a stretch force. Is it, is it redundant to take... I think the pick here would be Monk. Uh, oh, I would definitely do Monk. Yo, Markman you... also doesn't do anything else well. Yeah, he doesn't rebound, he doesn't play any defense, and he's kind of soft. I was really in on him early in the season because I was like, even if the Knicks get this guy, apparently like, we're rebounding this. percentages are atrocious. Oh, by the way, his name came up during all this like Knicks drama today with Perzingis. One of the reasons was that Phil thought he could replace Perzingis at eight with Markinen because he saw a lot of similarities <laughs> in their game, and everybody was freaking out about that too. Oh, Phil. I I think both. I like Markinen as a prospect. I think he's a definitely a good pick, but later in the lottery. You can we talk about Monk? Cause you Monk is gonna. I love Monk. Monk is a great scorer. He might be the best shooter in the draft when he gets hot. But he doesn't rebound. He doesn't assist. Do you think he was marginalized by his role in Kentucky, and he's capable of much more, or is he just an extra Mall Crawford? 
Because I think he might just he be the could, next Jamal Crawford. Could, no, I hear you. He could be anywhere from like the Jamal Crawford, you know, J.R. Smith type to Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. You just don't know. Um, the I fact think that he's... he played. Here's what here's what bodes well for him. Devin Booker had the same exact role at Kentucky, and look at him now. Um, I don't know though. I think he's super athletic. I think he's competitive. I like him, man. I think he'd be. He's a he's a little undersized. Red. He's a little undersized. He doesn't play. None of these guys play defense, which I guess is that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm a little worried. He doesn't have a huge wingspan. He's not that big. But what interests me about him is the prospect of turning him into a point guard. Because everyone's saying if they didn't have Fox, they're I've I've I've, I've like listened to podcasts that say people think. Darren Fox might have held Monk back. Like, Monk could even have been better. And if they didn't have Fox, they would have run the offense through Monk, and he could have had the ball in his hands more and done more. And, like, the Knicks think in the triangle, where you don't really need a ball-dominant guard anyway, he could be their point guard. And that kind of excites me. guys keep going to Kentucky, like, regardless? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, because they're guaranteed to be lottery picks because they're sick. I mean, like, Calipari. Did you see the 30 for 30 on Calipari? Yeah, I loved it. It was um, incredible, and I, I get it. Um, I like Monk though at seven. We're getting a little off track. I, I'm, I think his floor is J.R. Smith, which is exciting. He's going to be in the league for the next like ten years. Minimum. I agree. I think his floor is J.R. His ceiling is like Beal, and his most likely outcome is somewhere around Monte Ellis in his prime. Yeah, that's pretty enticing. I think he makes sense. Because even though uh, they have Levine, they you know, have Wiggins. I mean, I just, as a Knicks fan, you should want this. I can't think of anything more fun than watching him and Porzingis take, like, 23s a game combined. That's that's what would be sick, is, like, he gets, when he gets hot, he gets stupid hot. Remember when he dropped 50, I think it was against UNC? 50 against UNC, against basically mostly NBA talent. Like, it was, like, the UNC team, which... What you know, one yeah. at all, and then uh, in Kentucky, which is like a minor league NBA team, and he went off. And I could just imagine him in Madison Square Garden, going just bananas, and like the Garden just instantly falling in love with him. So I, I love my rank your. If you're the Knicks, you have to assume the top five are off. Everyone's a consensus on the top five. It's Monk, is. Monk Smith, and Neil Aquina. That's what Nick fans have been debating for for like the last couple of weeks and Isaac isn't a part of that I just nobody nobody thinks Isaac is going to be there people have said Isaac might be the third best player in this draft I just don't think Isaac is there today he definitely could be I want listen I people are him. high on Isaac I watched so here's the thing people who watched a lot of Florida State and they were on a lot because they were a top ranked team all that they're like I don't see it this that and listen I know their coach was awful I know there's a weird situation I watched five minutes of a Florida State game and thought this guy was like the next the next unicorn. Um, so I see the potential. I, I just, saw him like give some sick drop steps on the baseline and fade away, and it like he reminded me so much of Richard Lewis. Yeah, that, I, I agree with that. Even though when I watched him, it didn't he didn't blow me away. He just seems like a project, but everyone loves this guy. So that's why it comes back to Monk Smith Nilakina. That what makes it, me think even more. He goes. Dude, like this that. Nick fan site I follow on Twitter, they put out a poll. Like, who would you take 
one between these three guys because those are the three names that come up the most. It's like we need a guard. Those are the three guards that are probably going to be there. Nobody's expecting to get Fox or anything like that. Everybody knows it's going to be Monk, Smith, or Neil Aquino, or at least two of the three. And out of like thousand, it was like five or six thousand people. It was like thirty-three percent for each one of them after thousands of votes. Like Nick fans are completely torn on this. There's big Monk fans for everything you said. Dennis Smith because he could be the next Steve Francis, uh, Steve Francis, which I I just don't think the Knicks are going to take him because I don't think he fits to what they're doing, which I don't agree with anyway. But I just being realistic, I don't think they'll take him. I think how the, awesome would it be to have a young point guard to root for though? Yeah, I'm in on that, but that's why I think they're going to take Neil Aquina. I just think even maybe over Monk, even if Monk is there, I could see him taking Neil Aquina over them because he fits every. Yeah. Checks all the boxes that they're trying to. He's a uh, super long. He's maybe the best defensive player we've mentioned so far outside of Josh Jackson. Like he's a better defender than everyone we just said outside of Josh Jackson, and he's got a ridiculous wingspan. And so the one thing I'm excited about is having him on the court with Porzingis. And oh, that's what scares me is Dante Exum. Yeah, well, there's definitely concerns. And I don't even know if he's like a true point guard. He's more of just a combo guard who could guard multiple positions. Well, who are we giving? we got to give someone to the Knicks and round out our top ten. Okay, we went Monk. We did Monk to the Timberwolves, right? We never did the Timberwolves at seven. We'll give him Monk because we talked about Monk the most. I think being realistic, Neil Aquina goes to... The Knicks, although you know who really wants Neil Aquina is the Mavericks. Mavericks just hired his European coach or one of his European trainers to be on their summer league team in like in preparation to draft Neil Aquina, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, and then Dennis Smith goes yeah, to the Mavericks, that's right? That's funny because Roddy Bobois was like the biggest summer league star in history. Um I'm sorry. Then Dennis Smith goes to the Mavericks. Rounding out our top nine. Uh, you just... All right. So Frank goes to the... Uh, all right, yeah. I like that. Who who do the Kings pick at 10? Uh, Markinen. Who else is on, like... They, they have no point card, though. Guys who are out there are Markinen. Collins from Gonzaga that everyone likes. I love Collins. Donovan Mitchell, who I love. He's enormous, too. Yeah, well, Collins is seven foot. He's like stretch Donovan five. Donovan Mitchell is tight. It's so funny. Positionless basketball has done wonders for so many people. So Donovan Mitchell is one of them. Freak athlete, The other dude. is this guy. What's his name on the uh, Hoosiers? OG. He's got this like African. Yeah, no. And Anonobo. Ananobi, he's coming off ACL injury though. I just feel like he's not going to be taken in the first like twelve picks. I could see like the we'll Heat see. taking him. I could see Portland taking him, Chicago, but I don't you see. Think him. Harry Giles gets picked in the first round. Yeah, he had a lot of buzz for a while. Uh, I'm looking on Draft Express. They have him going twenty six to Portland. Now that we've rounded out the, uh, I got marketing Mark going. 10. Yeah. This draft has super intriguing prospects from like 20 through 40 and a lot of guys who I would love to see on the Wizards. Um, Give me, like right now, uh, Draft Draft Express, 
has you missing Ike Anagabogu, the big dude from UCLA that we love. Oh, and Bam. That we love, bro. Yeah, no, I said that. And the dude from Kentucky, Bam, whatever his second name is. They're all there. They have Bam going in the second round? No, they have him going 18, but he could slide to... Your pick was the 22nd pick. I'm talking about the second round. I'm talking about the pick you traded away for to get to the second round of the playoffs. Draft NBA Draft.net has Harry Giles. Think about how tight Harry Giles would be. The, the Wizards take him to be like... And he gets healthy and he becomes the next Amari Stoudemire. TJ Leaf is there. Ivan Robb. First of all, yeah, Leaf I would like. I think Leaf's going to be tight. Don't like try and connect this to Bogdanovich. I'm going to always connect. This is all due to Andrew Nicholson's contract, not Bogdanovich. It's so crazy that last year all these crazy deals were given out. Like, oh, Monopoly money, and it's less than a year later, and everyone's freaking out and trying to make trades. It always happens. What are they going to learn? It's insane. Yeah, I mean, the also, uh, with the Przingis trade rumors, they were talking about how they had whoever made the trade had to take Joakim Noah's contract, which is ridiculous. Yeah, shocker. Uh, I just checked Twitter. There's been no trades in the last hour, so we're good there. If you're the Knicks, I know we just talked about it. Who are you taking if you're the Knicks? Monk? Monk. If Monk's not there, who do you take? Smith? Yeah, and just hope that he's... I think also the C. Francis tight would have had more valuable of a role in today's NBA, believe it or not, where like roles are just more defined and more carved out. Look at Kyrie and look at what he does on a winning team. Like when you have that, there's a way to put it to use and to cover up the shortcomings. Um, well, you know who's also been the highest riser in the draft, Zach? Luke Kennard from Duke. The Knicks have been well, rumored to like super high, and then he went super low. I read this crazy article yesterday. is very random, but funny and entertaining about how white college players have been overdrafted. Um, and when I say overdrafted, they've charted out. This wasn't five thirty-eight who did it, but someone like them. They charted out how what the expectations are for each draft slot. Yeah. And white college players like failed to live up to it each time. And I just found it super interesting. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I know Frank Kaminsky has been kind of a letdown. He's the first one that comes to mind over the last couple of years. Adam Morrison. I can well, go on. Yeah, but, I um, Connor, they're saying Kennard in his workouts, and I saw a clip of it. I saw a clip of him make, like, 19 out of 23s. And, like, he surpassed everyone as the best shooter in the draft. Better than Monk. Better than Markinen. Better than Isaac. Like, he is, like, knocked down. And that's... So, of all these guys we've talked about, and this could be, like, my closing thought, you know, Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Jackson, all these guys. I the Kings taking him at 10. Yeah, I could see that, too. All these guys... Not a lot of them are, like, just lethal shooters. And you watch the fight. It's so much about the three-point shot now. And you have these guys like Fox, I I love, but he can't shoot. Jackson can't shoot. Tatum can hit threes, but he's really more of a mid-range shooter. And, yes, they're young, and you build that into the game. Tatum will hit threes. Yo, how about... uh, And Kennard is like... How about the Jimmer and Stauskas while we're on the white guys? Those just get in my mind. Well, what about Redick? 
Reddick's had a great career. He's the one example, and that's like everyone wants to look at Luke Kennard and be like, J.J. Reddick, white, shooting guard, Duke. Kevin, Kevin Love. He was like the fifth pick in the draft. He's a superstar. Well, an all-star. Anyway. Um... Any other play? Are there any players you're interested to see where they land? You already you said the guy from Indiana. Is there anyone else? Harry got. Um, I mean, I'm sure there would be if I was looking at the mock draft board. Bam, there are lots of them. But you guys have. I'm looking. What pick do you have? Several guys I want in the second round for the Wizards. I want us to get a point guard, a backup point guard for John Wall on the cheap, so we don't listen. We've had. I can't tell you how many point guards we've run through since Sheldon Mack. Between Brandon Jennings and... Dude, you guys don't draft till... Session. You don't even draft till 52. You're going to get no one. Uh, Frank Mason. You could get Frank I, Mason. Monte he's Morris. The one guy I don't want. I'll, Dude, Frank Mason is wet. the guy from Oklahoma State. I forget his name. What's Oklahoma State? Jawan Evans. He's going to go in the first round or the beginning of the second. You won't get him. But you could get Monte Morris from Iowa State. He's tight. He's only 6'2". I'd right? rather have him than I want Sundarius than Frank Mason. Than Frank Mason. Who's the one you Sundarius said Sundarius can, can, can fill it up. From where? Sundarius? From the Final Four. There's uh, only one Sundarius, bro. Oh, the all right. South Carolina. Yeah, that's I was, couldn't remember where he went. We'll see. Oh, there he is. They have him going 40. Draft.net has him going 42. If, you, if you're looking to solve your backup point guard problems through the draft, then you're going to be in the late second round. You're probably going to be in the same problem you were last year. So let's wrap this up. We've been talking. We talked draft. We talked a million NBA rumors. I, I like keep checking Twitter. I expect Paul George. I can't to wait till we hang up the phone and find yeah. out that Butler and George have been moved and, uh, yeah, literally, that's going to happen. Paul George is going to get traded Phil by Jackson's the time. Jackson's been poisoned. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know, I can't condone that. But yeah, I want I want him out. And then I'm going to be in D.C. this weekend. We're going to try and do a draft reaction live, where we just basically talk about whatever trades go down between now and Friday, which will probably be like three of them. And then we could talk about the draft and how where all these guys went. And where how our little top ten mock draft went, and I could complain about the Knicks taking like Kennard with eighth. <laughs> I dog. All right, Zach. Good to have you back. It's we'll be potting. We'll be potting a lot more now that it's the off season because the season was almost boring. The knowing, off season is the real season. Yeah, I know it's the favorite, especially for Knicks and Wizards fans. Well, especially dude, I feel Knicks like fans. this is it's the best. I feel like. This past couple of days has been the trade deadline and July first free agency wrapped into one. We haven't even hit free agency yet. That's the craziest thing. Like we like it's Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, what the Clippers are gonna do. He's gonna be Gordon. all sort Who? Yeah, Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Gallinari, who I know is like a marginal piece, but that'll be interesting. The Heat. Hey man, well listen, we'll be talking about Tony Snell. We cover them all. Yeah. We'll do our uh we're gonna do NBA draft reaction. And then, and then free agency. Yeah, and then we'll do a free agency preview, and then free woo, agency reactions. Woo. All right, Very thank you. Fire coming out. Yeah, thank you for listening. We're two idiots talking sports. Check us out on Twitter at the number two underscore idiots talking. We'll be we'll live tweeting basically the entire free agency off season. Uh, thank you for listening, and we're out. Peace. Be sure to give.
down, good lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly men, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no They talk about the sports all the time